podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Whistleblowers Daily, the show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every weekday of the football season. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Monday the 14th of November. Cristiano Ronaldo has launched a scathing attack on his own club, Manchester United. In an interview with Piers Morgan, to be shown in full over Wednesday and Thursday evenings, Ronaldo says he's been betrayed and has criticised the club, its facilities, Ralph Ranić, Wayne Rooney and has said he doesn't respect manager Eric Ten Hag. He also claims that several people have actively tried to force him out of the club. Meanwhile, on the pitch, in a game that Ronaldo missed due to apparent illness, Man United beat Fulham 2-1 at Craven Cottage. Christian Eriksen scored his first Premier League goal for his new club before former United winger Dan James got a deserved equaliser for Fulham with half an hour remaining. A 93rd minute winner for young Argentina winger Alejandro Garnacho gave the visitors all three points. Aston Villa continued their excellent start under new manager Unai Emery by beating Brighton 2-1 at the Amex. Brighton took a very early lead as World Cup-bound Argentina midfielder Alexis McAllister opened the scoring inside the first minute. But Villa were resolute and a Danny Ings equaliser meant the teams went into the break all square. A penalty for Villa 10 minutes into the second half, again scored by Ings, gave Villa all three points and puts them in 12th place going into the World Cup break. And we don't normally cover the Saturday games on a Monday show, but it seems unfair not to mention the Brentford game at Man City. They won 2-1 at the Etihad, Ivan Tony scoring both goals in a result that has been described by some as the greatest in Brentford's history. Man City are now five points off Arsenal at the top of the league. Brentford moved to 10th. Those are your headlines. OK, let's start with Cristiano Ronaldo. He has had this interview with Piers Morgan, clips of which have started to go out on social media and on news channels and sports channels and the like. The full thing won't be available till Wednesday and Thursday this week, so I'm sure there's plenty more bombshells to be dropped by him. Listen, as far as I'm concerned, this is extremely sad. This is a a player who is certainly in the conversation for the greatest player of all time, and it's someone who doesn't understand and doesn't have the ability to process the fact that he's no longer that player. He's no longer an automatic first choice for Man United, a team who are in fifth in the league, by the way. These aren't, this isn't currently an elite team in, in Europe. It might be soon, but it's not currently. He can't get into that side. And when he does, they look terrible. There's one reason he's at the club still. It's because him and his agent couldn't find another club that would take him. Nobody else wants to sign him because nobody else feels like it's a risk worth taking. Both as a as a player, as we're seeing on the pitch, not, not performing well, not able to press high, which is what pretty much every single club in Europe does now. He can't do that. He's not mobile enough to stay on side a lot of the time. And then if you if you then combine that with what he's like off the field, it's not like this is, you know, an old pro who's putting his arm around the young players and being a true role model for them. Because he's doing these sorts of interviews. That completely torpedoes that idea of him being you know, someone worth having around the club. He's destruct he's destructive and he is surely a net negative for any team that wants to take him on. I imagine he'll probably move to um the Middle East. He can make a lot of money there very quickly. The standard's low, so he'll look fantastic. The MLS, America, seems like an option, but you know, there are potentially legal ramifications for that. I don't think I'm allowed to say too much about that. But I can't see anybody in the Champions League, or certainly no Champions League contenders, that are going to take him on. He was a fantastic player, maybe the best big game player in the history of the sport. There's no doubt about that. But that time has been and gone, 
And now we're left with an aging Hollywood actor who's furious at the industry because he can't get gigs anymore. That's where we are. That's what it seems like, and it's it's really sad to see. And the fact that he's on Piers Morgan talking about it. I mean, Piers Morgan, he's not going to give any pushback to this, is he? He's, he's a fanboy. He just loves Ronaldo. He's, he's just grateful that Ronaldo has his name in his contacts and hasn't deleted him yet. He's not going to push back. He's not going to ask questions and, and challenge him. Of course he's not. This is just a, a podium for Ronaldo to say whatever he wants. Anyway, let's move on because we're going to run out of time otherwise. Um, United on the pitch, I thought we're, we're okay. They look a lot better with a mobile forward in Martial. Um, someone who can lead the line properly, who can hold the ball up, and a player who his teammates aren't just constantly trying to feed the ball into, even in stupid moments. And that's what you have with, with Ronaldo. He's... He is still the player who people want to give the ball to because it's Ronaldo and he's trading on that old that old name. But United looks okay and Garnacho, I mean a perfect storyline, a young player coming through. Eighteen is he, eighteen years old, scores a lovely goal in the dying embers of the game to win it. Perfect storyline. Okay, let's get on with the rest of the show. Um Aston Villa have started very well under Unai Emery. Here is Tony Jameson. Tony is a comedian and host of the Football Manager podcast on the Athletic Network. Back-to-back victories for Aston Villa. Seriously, like, this isn't April Fool's, is it? This is six points out of six. What a difference. What a difference. Unai Emery is starting to instill a bit of confidence in these players. Now, granted, we go 1-0 down after 90 seconds against Brighton and we're maybe going to be forgiven for thinking, uh-oh, this is going to happen again. But, as I say... Emery's given the players something to work for. The players want to play for him, clearly, because we managed to get ourselves back level. Danny Ings gets a goal. That's going to do wonders for his confidence. He then gets a penalty. We were 2-1 up. Granted, for Brighton fans, yes, maybe there should have been a penalty going your way as well. I'm not going to say that it definitely wasn't. It was certainly contentious. I think if you'd been given, fair enough. A draw, probably a fair result overall. But as a Villa fan, going to be happy with that. Six points out of six, almost. The problem is now... That World Cup break is coming at potentially the wrong time, in the fact we've got a bit of form going on, but also at the right time, because it gives those players time to work with the new manager, and he can start to look at who to recruit and bring in to hopefully push on going forward. That was Tony Jameson, comedian and host of the Football Manager podcast on the Athletic Network. Okay, look, let's finish off. We don't normally do the Saturday games, but Brentford City was uh, something pretty special, I think. And it's only fair to speak to our next guest again. We spoke to him in the week when he went out of the um, Carabao Cup. I thought that was a bit unfair, really, to get him in to talk about losing to Gillingham. So we've got to get him on to talk about them going away to Man City and winning. Here's Nathan Caton, comedian and Brentford fan. Oh, what a start to the week. It might be cold and foggy outside, but the sun is shining brightly in my world. <laughs> What a weekend. What a weekend. You see, this is why Brentford lost to, to Gillingham, right? We, we didn't care about what's it called, the Cocoa Cup, whatever you call it. Listen, we've got bigger things to worry about, all right? Beating Man City at Etihad. Forget winning that trophy. No, no, no. We need to focus on the league so we can get to the dizzy heights of 10th, right? But, hey, listen. Shut up. We won, okay? Come on, you bays. Come on, Brentford! That was a much more upbeat Nathan Caton, comedian, Brentford fan. Check out his stuff. Finally then, the other side of the coin, Man City losing that game. They're five points behind Arsenal as we go into the World Cup break. Here is Nigel Rothband, host of the Man City Show. So City lose for the first time in 20 matches at the Etihad. Uh, An unbeaten run that goes back, I think, to February. A defeat to Spurs. And it's headline news around the world, of course. 
to be fair, City were poor against Brentford. Far too many individuals had bad days. Cancelo, Kevin De Bruyne, Haaland, all very, very poor. So why? Well, we've got to give credit to Brentford, of course. They had a game plan. They came to the Etihad with that. Press City played the long ball and understandably lots of time wasting as well. And also, did the 10 out of 11 City players who were on the pitch, who were off to the World Cup, have one eye on that trip to the sun and get themselves fitted with their M&S suits? Maybe. Who knows? It all leaves City, what, five points behind Arsenal out of 14 games. Can Arsenal do it? Well, everybody said that Leicester wouldn't do it, of course, in 2015-16. They haven't got a very strong squad. They'll get some injuries. They said that about Leicester. Will they say that about Arsenal as well? Maybe. That was Nigel Rothband, host of the Man City Show, available on this very network. Excellent podcast. Do check that out. Okay, that's all we've got time for. We'll be back same time tomorrow. At some point this week, we'll turn into the Whistleblowers World Cup daily. But until then, we're just going to cover domestic stuff as much as possible. All right, see you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.